Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the Kettlecast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the cast, we'll talk about the tragic passing of Kobe Bryant and the Hawks' win over the Washington Wizards. Without further ado, let's get into it. At around 4 o'clock, I was getting gas after coaching a basketball game, and on Twitter there started to be some reports that Kobe Bryant had died in a helicopter crash. Uh, It was frankly the first time that a death sort of took me by surprise or really stunned me. Um, There was a lot of trying to find out if these reports were true, and even ESPN wasn't really showing anything right immediately when the report started to come out. Um, And it did turn out to be true that Kobe Bryant and his daughter, Gigi, had passed away after a helicopter crash in which um, the Bryants and some other families were trying to get to a basketball tournament for their girls. Um, And it was just stunning. And uh, I think one thing that is just surprising about Kobe is you didn't even have to really be a basketball fan to know his impact. It was funny people reflecting on his career. And someone brought up the point, I think it was actually Tack McKinley from the Falcons, who was talking about every time he shot anything, you know, you ended that shot by saying, Kobe, um, But there's no way to talk about the history of the NBA without Kobe Bryant. And it's also interesting to me because Kobe's not even the first member of the NBA family to pass away recently. David Stern, the former commissioner, former longtime commissioner of the NBA, just passed away. But uh, I think the biggest difference is, you know, Kobe had just retired, it felt like. And sort of was just finding his way into what his next career was going to be or or what he was going to do after basketball. Um, Whereas Commissioner Stern had been battling an illness and and seemed older. Kobe was just 41 years old when he passed away. And um, again, it was just shocking to see everybody's reaction, um, to see everybody who cares about the game of basketball or um, just react to this news that Kobe Bryant had passed away. Um, some things about Kobe that I'll, I will um, always remember. There was a time when the dream team, were, you know, Team USA men's basketball was trying to reclaim its spot as number one in the world, and it was christened the Redeem Team. That team had a ton of stars on it amongst Kobe LeBron was there, Carmelo Anthony, Jason Kidd, Chris Bosh, Dwight Howard. It was a great team, um, and they played really well up until the gold medal match against uh, Spain. And uh, the Team USA really controlled the game, but Spain came all the way back, and this is one of the great Spain teams with the Gasol brothers. Um, And when it came into crunch time and who Team USA is going to look to, it was Kobe Bryant. Kobe always had a infallible belief in himself. 
Um, I think probably his best quality was just how much he knew he had put the work in, how much, uh, and how much he trusted that work that he put in. And he always thought that he was going to come out um, with a win. He was a five-time NBA champion, um, and you know he loved. He he really tried to be the best impression of Michael Jordan that he could be, and he really surpassed that. I mean, both his numbers, 24 and 8, are retired by the Lakers. To get one number retired by the Lakers is pretty impressive considering the number of legends that they've had pass through their halls, and he got two put up there. So the NBA family just lost one of their biggest statesmen, and I think kind of the worst part to me was I – he, he was easy to dislike as a player just because he was so good. Um, I can even remember his last season when he was going to retire. He came into Atlanta, and when the Lakers come to town and Kobe comes to town, State Farm Arena gets invaded by Lakers fans. and um, The Lakers were not very good that season, and they ended up losing the game, but there was a spurt in the middle of the game where Kobe made about four shots right in a row. Um, and the cheers went up, and I, you could have thought that this game was in L.A. by the number of cheering that went on. But he was such a competitor on the court, and then off the court, you started to see him really embrace um, women's basketball and women's athletics because he had four daughters, um, and his eldest daughter, Gigi, uh, had just started to really embrace being Kobe's daughter and basketball. And they had been to three games this year, two of them being Hawks games. Um, and apparently, Gigi's favorite player is Trey Young. Um, and Trey had started to get to know Kobe through uh, that connection. Um, Gigi had started using the same trainer as Trey. And uh, just that relationship had just started between the Bryants and the Youngs. And to have it come kind of to a screeching halt is brutal. Um, it's also interesting that LeBron James had just passed Kobe in Philadelphia on the scoring list, and uh, Kobe Bryant's last tweet was just very much uh, passing the torch to LeBron and telling him, like, congratulations on passing this milestone and, uh, you know, to keep keep it up. I think Kobe had really found um, a place in retirement of showing players how they can improve whether that was challenging Giannis to be an MVP or any of the other young players that looked up to Kobe um it was just you know a really emotional time for the entirety of the NBA there was some thought that maybe the commissioner would come out and they would cancel some of the games that happened um Kyrie Irving who is super close with Kobe found out and was unable to play in his game and so there was some thought that maybe the Hawks would not have their game today um, or that any of these teams would have would have these games um, the Nuggets and the Spurs were the first game to go after the news came out and both teams started the game taking 24 o'clock 24 second violations in honor of Kobe and huge cheers of Kobe broke out of that stadium um, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium where the Falcons play was lit up in purple and gold. Um, the Hawks had a moment of silence for Kobe before their game, and Trey Young came out in the number eight 
just as a tribute to Kobe. <clears throat> the Hawks did their own version of taking a, a violation. They took an eight-second backcourt violation, and the Wizards took a 24-second clock uh, violation on the next possession. So to the, see all these teams come together and really just celebrate a champion of the sport and uh, to see kind of for all the drama that can surround the NBA and um, all the talk about whether, you know, analytics has ruined the game or it's not played the right way or whatever, you know, it took something as just horrifying as uh, a, a, a helicopter crash to just get everybody's attention and kind of everybody to see what what it's really about. Um, so it's still shocking to me. I can't believe that Kobe's gone. Um, and it's so unfortunate because it really did seem like Kobe was embracing being a teacher and being one of the elder statesmen of the sport. Um, Vince Carter spoke for a long time after the game about his relationship with Kobe Bryant. He was on the same AAU team as Kobe. And I would go back and watch that. And also Coach Pierce uh, had a very emotional talk about Kobe before the Hawks game where he talks about how he was a Lakers fan before getting into coaching and um, also how he had been personally touched by helicopters already in his career or in his life when a family member had died in a helicopter crash as well. So there are numerous um, articles and tributes to Kobe. Uh, he's a complicated person for sure, and um, it's just going to not be the same without having Kobe around. To get to the actual game that was played yesterday, um, the Hawks and Wizards sort of lived up to what we expected going in. There was not a lot of defense, and if the teams were playing defense, they didn't play it particularly well because there was about a billion fouls in this one. But the Hawks ended up winning 152-133. to 133. Um, The Wizards just really were not in this game. Uh, they won the first quarter 32 to 30 and sort of hung around and they got a million free throws. The Wizards were 38 of 42 from the free throw line. But the Hawks really poured it on from the second quarter on. The Hawks scored 47 points in the second quarter. And from the second quarter to third quarter, the Hawks went on a 24 to 4 run on the Wizards. And the Wizards weren't really able to recover from that. Um,. The big scores for the Wizards were no question big panda Bradley Beal. Beal almost single-handedly willed the Wizards into contention or kept the game competitive. He was 22 or yeah, he was 20 12 of 22 from the field, only 1 of 5 from three-point land. He was 15 of 18 from the free throw line. In this game, if anybody was driving to get to the basket, they were going to get to go shoot free throws, and Bradley Beal took advantage of that. Um, he had 40 points and six assists. Um, and this was a game where both All-Stars, Trey had a monster game, we'll get to that, but they were really going at each other. And there was a weird vibe uh, in this game, just 
you know, Kobe is such a huge figure for not only guys who played with him like Vince, um, but all these younger guys who looked up to him and his Mamba mentality. And it was a weird vibe. And it seemed like someone was going to try to score 81 points to honor Kobe. But, uh, you know, Bradley Beal went off. Um, the Latvian laser was not quite online yesterday. Just 3 of 12, 2 of 9 on three-pointers, 4 of 4 from the free-throw line, 5 rebounds, 3 assists for Davis Bertons. I thought the Hawks did a very good job of concentrating and not letting Bertons get wide-open threes. I think he only had one wide-open one, I think, and he possibly missed it. But the Hawks were very diligent on him, and I think all of the Hawks' wings need to be commended for their effort on the defensive end of the ball, even though they gave up 133 points. And one thing just to get on to the score, the Wizards are fantastic at, even after a made shot, um, getting the ball up the court. And the Hawks may have scored a basket, and the Wizards were throwing the ball the full length of the court to get a layup. Um, as sort of a microcosm of that, Gary Payton was at the game to see his son play, Gary Payton too, who's part of the Wizards. And Gary Payton too is a good defender um, and had provided some re- real resistance to Trey when the Hawks played the Wizards up in Washington. That was not quite the case tonight, but during the second half of the game, the third quarter when the Hawks were really kind of pouring it on the Wizards and the game was just getting frantic. There was not a lot of defense being played. Um, the big screen in the stadium went and showed that Gary Payton was at the state at, uh, at the arena and being one of the best all-time defenders in NBA history, he was not pleased with the effort on defense and uh, it provided some levity in a game that was uh, kind of overshadowed by sadness. But to see Gary Payton just like, Man, the Wizards have given up 100 points in the first three quarters. Like, he just had no interest in this game. Um, So finally, a couple other players for the Wizards who played pretty well. Troy Brown, who is now coming off the bench for the Wizards, was 7-11, 7 of 11 from the field. He had hit three three three-pointers, three rebounds, two assists for 19 points. And then Thomas Bryant, the starting center slash power forward the wizards are weird and start two centers uh was four of six hit a three-pointer for 11 points and had five rebounds um and he provided a spark at the beginning of the game for the wizards where he had five quick points but the wizards just couldn't keep it going the hawks had um a lot of really good performers in this game i thought uh collins herder hunter and Reddish all played particularly well. Hunter really got it going. Um, DeAndre was 7-11 from the field. No, DeAndre was 8-11 of 11 from the field. Excuse me. 2-4 of four from three-point line. 7-8 of eight from the free-throw line. It's really encouraging to see him get free-throws. He had three rebounds, two assists for 25 points. To see him get on track, uh, DeAndre tried to dunk it like monster dunks twice and was fouled on both of them. Um, but... The Wizards had no answer to DeAndre Hunter. They had Isaiah Thomas on him for a little bit. His size and strength just really prevents any teams with sub-average uh, height on the wing from getting into him, and hopefully this game will be a springboard for DeAndre. But he was awesome, just awesome in this game. Uh, John Collins just continued his 
uh, ho-hum work. He was 7 of 11. He had 16 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists. He fouled out. He's going to have to work. If he's playing center uh, for any amount of time in games, he's going to have to work on his fouling. Um, I think his body position can work a little bit, get better a little bit, and especially um, in transition. He tries to sort of like just be an obstacle for guys driving and like jump out the way with still having his body in the way and just gets a couple of really bad fouls. But um, John was solid, uh, solid if not spectacular tonight. Uh, Kevin Herter got back on track, 7 of 11, 4 of 7 from three-point land for 18 points. Um, he had six rebounds, two assists. And then Cam Reddish was 4 of 8, 1 of 3 from his threes. He had four free-throw attempts, two rebounds, two assists for 13 points. Um, and then we get to Trey. Trey was clearly trying to get some number of assists. He ended up with 14 um, and would have had – significantly more if a couple of his teammates hadn't missed really uh close shots um he was 13 of 24 from the field six of 11 from three-point line from the three-point line including a buzzer beater at halftime that was a good couple good 10 feet beyond the the half court line um after he made that one he pointed up to the sky and um said something i think to kobe or about Kobe being with him. Um, he was 13 of 16 from the free throw line, which is 81%, um, and then had 45 points. But you could tell that Trey was bothered uh, by the news. Again, he had just sort of uh, begun having a relationship with Kobe Bryant and finding out that like he was Gigi's favorite player. Um and before the game, he was kind of going through his routine, but he was kind of at half speed. Um, and to see him get to come out and wear number eight as a tribute to Kobe was really cool. Um, and it seemed like the whole team was still processing this news after the game. But Trey was getting to his spots. The Wizards really didn't have anyone who could guard him or stop him. Um, especially when the game was being called as tightly as it was. He was able to get to the free throw line a lot. And um, again, the Wizards were not pl- providing a lot of resistance to any of his role men. Uh, Bruno Fernando benefited a ton from really good passes from Trey Young. Bruno, who wears number 24, had his first career double-double. And, um, you know, for the Hawks to come in, and take care of business against a, um, you know, at least a team that's in the same tier as them in the Washington Wizards was very good to see. They did, the Hawks did everything that they should have. They made a lot of their shots. They shot uh, 58% from the field to the Wizards' 48%. Uh, The Hawks had 30 assists to the Wizards' 20 assists, and the Hawks out-rebounded the Wizards' 48-34. to um, the Hawks are going to have to get better at playing defense without fouling again. Um, giving up 133 points is not good. Um, I don't think that when a team scores 152 points, which was the most in franchise history and regulation that you're going to be able to hold the other team to a hundred points or something like that. But the Hawks gave up 42 free throws. Uh, the fouling is just something happens with young teams. I'm sure Lloyd Pe- and bothers no one more than Lloyd Pierce 
to have his team fouling as much as it is. But they were able to get the win um, despite that yesterday. Finally, the Hawks kind of found their rhythm rhythm from the three-point line yesterday as well. They were 15 of 35. Um, So even on a day where the actual game sort of takes a back seat to what people would call, I guess, real life, um, the Hawks did a wonderful job of uh, of getting the win. And um, I thought they did a very nice job of also having a tribute for, for Kobe. And, uh, it, again, some moments I'll never forget of Kobe are just how much he brought the fans into Phillips Arena. You'd think it was a Lakers home game. Um, just how intense he was. His Mamba mentality of just, you know, putting in the work and then, you know, you have that foundation of knowing you put in all that work and knowing you're the best player on the court. Thank you for catching this episode of the Kettlecast. You can reach me, Forrest Willoughby, at kettlecast at gmail.com. If you could leave a rating or a review on whatever platform you use to get your podcast, that would be a big help to me. Go Hawks!